Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and you're listening to a pro wrestling podcast. If, if this is the first time you've stumbled across this, welcome. Pleasure to have you here. And if you're a long-time listener, it's a pleasure to have you here as well. I'll give you a quick rundown of the format in case you are new. Basically, on once a week on a Wednesday, it's just me talking just to you for around about an hour as I uh, fill you in on everything that went down in the wrestling world over the last seven days. And on Fridays, we bring in a special guest, uh, courtesy of patreon.com forward slash Simon316, which is what supports and makes all of the stuff that I'm doing now possible. Without the support I get on there, I wouldn't be able to do it at all. And I'm very happy to say that person joining me today is my man Graham, who amazingly is in Malta. I always get excited when people are around the world because it blows my brain. Graham, how are you doing today? I'm not too bad. Thanks for having me on the show, Sam. Uh, you're you. very oh. welcome, Graham. As I said, is, is, is it Simon or is it Miller? Well, it's kind of weird now. I'm being interviewed. I like it. It's kind of weird because, like, everyone up to the point of what culture has always called me Miller. I don't know why. I guess it's just one of those surnames that catches on. Even in school, my teachers would call me Miller. However, since what culture, it's now kind of become Simon. So it's gone back to the point now you can call me whatever you would like. You can call me ass. <laughs> you can call me asshole face if you want. I'll be all right with it. I'll just move on. So uh, I'll, I'll refrain from that. But yeah, okay. I'll call you. I'll call you Miller for, for this. Done. One. I like it. I like it. See, look at that. We're always changing things up. Now, Greg. Before I always have a little chat with everyone before we started, and we, and we will get. To to a wonderful thing that you mentioned to me before yeah. I hit record on my on my little recorder here. But we'll get to that. We'll get to in a few minutes because I always like to set the scene. Uh, most people know about my wrestling background, why I love it, where I came from, why I do what I do. But I feel like as we are definitely going to have a, a big discussion this time, I yeah. would like you to tell me the same thing. How did you get into wrestling? Why do you watch it? What is it about wrestling that intrigued you so back in the day? And yeah, and from there, we will jump into, into some other stuff. Okay, so um, I used to watch wrestling back in the late 80s, early 90s with Hulk Hogan's The Ultimate Warrior, you know, all, all that stuff. I used to love it. I used to, I was so into it. Then I, when it came to WWE rather than WWF, something changed for me and I, I stopped watching. So I'm asking, Miller, can you re-bring it back into my life? Can you actually make me like wrestling again <laughs> what do you think it was though let's start there what do you think it was that pushed you away i think i've got some ideas but it's much more interesting to hear from you before i start going on about okay. my thoughts the, well this is going to sound very strange but it felt like um it became too um too much of a joke in the sense of um oh this is a tough one you got you caught me off guard there um, so basically, the old wrestling for me was it was just fun and it was so full of like um, you wanted to know what each character was doing all the time. Uh, but this now it just seems very Americanized. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. No, I, I, I well, I, my, my, the way that I um, would come down on this is. When WWE did change their name to WWE, it's also after they... It was around the same time. I don't remember dates. I'm never good with dates. But it's also yeah. around the same time they took the company public. And obviously... Uh, actually, when did... They, you know what? Let's look it up. When did WWE go public? If I surely, if I type in when did WWE go public, it will public. tell me. Because now I'm thinking maybe it was before that. Uh, but at least it was... Um, 
Facebook, stupid Google. <laughs> I don't want to know about Facebook. <laughs> uh, right, yes, yeah, so WWE went public in, well, I don't yeah, know how I'm true just, this is, no. October 19th, 1999, I think is when it went public. And um, it changed its name in 2002, I think. So it's all around It's all around the same time. So this doesn't really tie into my argument straight off the bat. But I do believe, and I think it took a few years for this to catch up, because obviously when you go public, it's all about what your stockholders want, right? That's the number one course. thing. And, you know, when they first went public in 1999, they were making loads of money. Astrid era was great. And even though they were doing things that we look at now when we raise an eyebrow to, nobody really cared or we turned a blind eye because they're making loads of money. However, it was still the long-term goal ever since then was still, okay, we've we got to make cash. You know, we've we got to make money. And you mentioned the term Americanized. And I think I, I know what you mean by that in the sense it slowly but surely became much more of a program that you watch week to week. And it fell into that kind of, you know. Yeah, it, it, it felt like more like a series. Yes, exactly. Than, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it found its structure. And the structure basically worked from a financial point of view. And as that, that was their new priority, and that's why they went PG, uh, so that's why they left PG-13 and went, uh, or whatever, America, basically became PG as opposed to, sorry, yeah, as yeah. opposed to PG-13. I get confused with all that stuff. You know, they did that because they thought to themselves, well, we can, and it's going to serve our back end better. So that's why I think a lot of people fell off. And I think that's also why a lot of people came back on in 2011 when CM Punk cut his pipe bomb promo because all of a sudden it didn't feel like you were watching a television series or a sitcom or a drama or whatever you want to... You know, WWE loves to compare itself to that stuff, but sometimes not really the best comparison because the best thing about WWE, about pro wrestling, is it can be... It can change and it can shift and it can do things that you're not expecting. And that's what the Punk promo did. It made people go, wait, that's that... that you know, even though we knew it was part of the script, it didn't feel like it was part of the script so it's easy to yeah. buy into so let's start there because most people that say that fell into that thing most people jump back on because of cm punk you know that is a very especially when we're talking about internet wrestling fans i hate that term a wrestling fan's a wrestling fan but you know it kind of it kind of uh sort of sh uh what's the word shortens the demographic a little bit yeah of did course, you yeah. did you hear about the punk promo or you, you just thought man i don't really care yeah for me again unfortunately it was more of a i don't really care um, again, because I came disillusioned with the whole wrestling scene because that changed. Maybe it was just because I, I enjoyed it so much in my youth. Um, but then coming into adulthood, it's become something that I've never, never really followed. Um, I, well, I have followed, but through your podcasts and through your I'll, um, videos, I, 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 I'll take it, man. That 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 means I've got a job. If, you, if, you, <laughs> if everybody in the world did that, I'd be I'd be I'd be laughing. So I've got no yeah, problem with that course. whatsoever. But but like to to give that um, um, enthusiasm back, um, I'm kind of struggling to find that enthusiasm to get back into it. Um, I mean, I remember the days when. You know, a, a fight between Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior was like the biggest thing. Um, I I am so kind of out of touch with wrestling, um, but I really want to get back into it after watching your videos. And so you need to, you need to sell this to me. I will you sell need, it to you. The, you need to sell it. The first thing I need, though, I need you to tell me uh, where it's, you literally jumped off sort of as the Attitude Era was dying. Well, that's kind yes. of the impression that I'm getting. During the Attitude Era, who were you guys? What did you like about it? You know, what, what was your reason to watch wrestling during uh, that period? So my favorite wrestler uh, while wrestling, was it, um, oh my God, you, you're asking for memory stuff here now. Uh, Legion of Doom. Interesting. Um, <laughs> can I ask why? 
Well, I'm just trying to see what people... Well, because I, right. I think there's always, like... Because for me, for example, the guy that got me into pro wrestling was Bret Hart. I can't tell you why. I was just flicking the channels one day. I saw a guy in pink and black tights. He you know, put on a sharpshoot or whatever, and suddenly my brain just went, oh, that's that. Something I want to watch. And that was it. I was in. And from there, you know, the, the people that I always remember are match sort of way back in the day. But yeah, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan to a certain extent, but uh, I just wasn't much of a Hulk Hogan guy. I don't know why. I guess I just went in other directions. Um, and then as things progressed, yeah, it was all the classics like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Uh, and then when those guys had moved away, it was Triple H for a while. But the, the real interesting thing is ever since WWE became more of a name than any star on the on the show... Yeah, I've never really had a guy. There'll be certain guys that I like more than others, but I would certainly say, you know, if somebody said to me, you know, what's a what's a, a, a negative of the product in 2018? I would always say, well, the fact that no one ever really stands out to me to a huge degree that they're my guy. Like at the moment, if someone said, who's your guy? I'd say Rusev. But he's not, he's not the guy. Like, you know, when Bret Hart was a guy, he's winning world titles. When Stone Cold Austin, the guy's winning world titles, same with The Rock. Rusev's just a guy I feel like he's underappreciated. And that could be because I got to the point now where I'm a wrestling critic more than a wrestling fan. That's, maybe that's just the yeah. nature of my job. But I do think that people that kind of knock down that wall for you to get in do kind of shape your your viewpoint of what wrestling is so for example if you got in because the ultimate warrior is brilliant absolutely what do you have today that's gonna that's gonna rival that i mean you really don't there's, there's no one like so there's no maniacs running down to the ring <laughs> yeah exactly i think i think it's the showmanship um in in a way sort of that that i miss as well like, like you're saying that there's nobody dressed like the Ultimate Warrior with face paint on, with his back, like you know the the string bands coming, the ribbons coming from his arms, just standing there pulling these faces, like pulling energy from the air, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he used to do when he used to like go into some sort of trance, yeah, start yeah. pulling down power and stuff. I, I miss that. I miss that stupidity, stupidity of it. Yes, um, I, 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 I say stupid, but it's not stupid. It's it's just showboating and kind of, but done in a very comedic way. I know what you mean. I mean, look, wrestling by its very nature is stupid, right? Let's all yeah. let's all dress in 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 sort of you know, not a lot of clothes and roll around on the floor pretending we're having a fight. And of yeah, course. you can do that with any kind of sport or any anything. You can break it down like EastEnders, which is a which is a, <laughs> as a, as a soap opera over here in England for my American <laughs> listeners, is literally, well, let's pretend a bunch of people live in a fake part of London and all hate each other. Like it doesn't, it does, but it's all about what you do within that, which brings me to my point about the modern day. Uh, I, 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 it's difficult. I think you always enjoy wrestling more when you first watch it. I just think that's the nature of the beast. Like that, you can never capture that initial. It's like I've always compared it to when you first hear a new album. Now, some albums are actually better the more and more you listen to it, but you can never recreate the feeling of the first time you hear an album, the first time a riff or a song gets you. And I think that's the same for wrestling because wrestling is cyclical. You know, if you've watched wrestling you've watched long wrestling. enough, you you see the same things going round and round again. So for me, if, if you want to get back into... I actually already think you're doing it, to be completely honest. Because my favorite thing, hence why I do this show, hence why I do episodes like this, my favorite thing about modern-day wrestling is the community around it and yeah. the way the internet has embraced it. And sure, there's a lot of negatives to that as well, spoilers and... That, you know, you can't really keep up this idea of kayfabe anymore because it's just impossible. The world, is, the world is too transparent. But like you said, I'm the same as you. 
I like hearing other people's opinions, even if I happen, yeah. you know, not to be watching that stuff. I like watching the videos. I like to, you know, embrace myself into that culture just to see what other people think. And this is why, as soon as you said this to me, I got excited because you're someone that clearly, I guess, you know what's going on. You know the cast of characters, but you don't actually watch it. You just get yeah. secondhand information because you like to be involved, but you don't have the time nor the inclination to actually take that step to where you're watching it, quote unquote, properly. Yeah, it's very true. Um, I, I like to follow along. I've got friends that are very much into the WWE scene. Um, but again, for me, like you said, it's time constraints or it's it's whatever. I, I don't sit down and watch um, a fight or something, but I like to see what the result was. Yeah. I like, so- to, I like to follow along with the kind of groove of things because I, I'm not reluctant to get back into it, but I am wary. No, I get that. And I, I, I'll be the first to say that Raw, uh, you know, if you, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way to you. I'm talking about the royal you here. But people that watch wrestling too seriously, I think, do struggle these days. Because, yes, Raw does, like we said, Raw does fit a very specific format. And a lot of the time, like, I think a perfect example was this, the Raw that ended uh, a few days ago. I didn't really think about it until I saw a post from somebody else. But it ended with Dean Ambrose, you know, reuniting with his Shield brethren, where really WWE should have cut that shot just two minutes beforehand when he was in the middle between Dolph Ziggler and his clan and the Shield, just to create the idea of, of a cliffhanger. I don't know why they didn't. I don't think it was a massive problem that they went the other way, but it would have been better should they have done that. And again, it just comes down to a structure, to a running order that they've fallen into, much as now we have scripted promos. I, I love wrestling. I'm very positive about wrestling, but I would be the first to put my hands up and say I would get rid of scripted promos tomorrow because even when someone cuts a bad promo, you get one like Callisto cut a couple of years ago, which is my favorite promo of all time. It was so bad, it became it became good. But I think in your specific situation, I mean, what is your kind of... Uh, exposure to things away from WWE. So New Japan, Ring of Honor, the indie scenes, you all, all of that. Obviously, it's not as easy to watch, but what do you know of it and how much of it have you seen? Oh, wow. Um, n- from Japan and stuff, nothing. Um, I mean, there's also, is it the, is it Mexican uh, wrestling? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. A big, yeah. Yeah, yeah, big thing. Um, but English wrestling, I've, I've kind of I've, I've skirted around the outside as well kind of like but it's just it's just not the same thing it is but it's not i'm trying to explain i i know know what you mean i think that's actually that's actually a plus point i think if you want to try and get back into wrestling your best bet may be to go with something like new japan and this has happened with a lot of people that i've talked to now i've got no problem with new japan and wwe being different i always see these posts and these threads of people say oh wwe just do what new japan are doing please don't do that because as soon as you yeah. do that it, it waters down new japan i want new japan to feel different so that when i watch new japan it feels like new japan doesn't mean that wwe can't get better of course they can but i want them to feel different because i just feel like you know that it gives them their own identities, which is what I want. But I know a lot of people like yourself fell out of love with wrestling and they still keep up with it through the videos and the, and the culture and everything like that. And it's New Japan that gets them back into it because New Japan, I think as you get, when you're a kid, you can buy into the more, not as we've talked about, the more nonsensical side. We can handle the ultimate warrior running down to the ring and going crazy. Be like, oh, that guy's amazing. But New Japan presents it more as a sport. And I think adults, just because of the way brains are formed, actually prefer any kind of, even a a makeshift sport, to be represented as a sport. 
And because New Japan does that, I think it's very easy to get into because they also have a bunch of crazy characters as well. Arguably more crazier than the WWE, which is strange given that they are trying to present it as authentic, even yeah. in, like a, in, a, in a post-kayfabe world. And I think the interesting thing is, I think if you started watching New Japan and you found a way to, you know, get through the, there's always an initial barrier, but you could find to get through that initial barrier. I actually think that would increase your love for WWE as well. Um, but then again, I also, I totally believe this as well. I don't think that, uh, you know, to be a wrestling fan these days, you have to watch Raw each and every week. I mean, that's why I do, it's one of the reasons I do ups and downs. It's why I have that stupid catchphrase. You know, I watch yeah. wrestling so you don't have to. Because I totally believe these days, if you just want to watch clips on YouTube, or you just want to social media videos, you can stay up with wrestling that way. As long as you know the, you know, the key cast of characters and what they're doing, you can have that conversation. You can go on Squared Circle on Reddit or whatever, and you can feel like you're a part of it, even though you're not actually watching week to week, like we used to do when we were kids, right? Friday night. That's, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was your thing. So that's what I would say. I would, I would say, from what you know in terms of the things that roll roll down to your brain anyway. What is I, I got two questions actually. One about now, one about back in the day. But what is okay. your what is your impression on the of the current product? Like what do you know about Roman Reigns or the Shield or or Braun Strowman? Like apart from obviously you know of them because you you know you, you watch uh, the videos and stuff. But how yeah. what what you know, what's your take on it all from all the nonsense that gets fed through to you? Um okay. Uh, this this is a very tough one. Um, I, I I enjoy, but I enjoy the outward kind of look of ev- the way everything looks, um, in a sense of okay. So you, you sorry, I'm, I'm finding it very difficult to actually explain myself here. That's all right, man. You, there's no rush. We we can we can. I'm, 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 I'm actually re- I'm actually reading Spirit Unleashed, New Japan Pro Wrestling, just as we were talking. Because I wanted to see what the Japan version was. It um, so for, for the new wrestling, it all seems. This is going to sound very strange, but it seems more fake and more, um, more contrived yeah, than it used fair. to be in the past. Yeah. Um, in the past, what I really enjoyed was just the. This is before social media, so before you were going to get a hint of what was going to happen. It does seem these days now that you kind of know what's going to happen. You know who's going to win against who. You know, it it, it seems quite contrived. It it seems kind of um, it, it's it's less. There's less um, elements of surprise. D- does that make any sense? Yes, it, it does. I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier. It feels more like it just feels more structured. It feels like you know WWE has their you know, their tick boxes yeah, they yeah. feel like they have to they have to deliver exactly, each week yeah. on Raw and they will do that and they'll go off air and then they'll go do it again the following week. Well, well, for, for me, it's more like, okay, so we've got this wrestler, we've got this wrestler, but we've also got this third wrestler. Who's going to bring in the most money? Like, let's... It just, it just feels more like that. I mean, when I used to watch um, back in the day, back in the 90s, um, it was always a surprise. It was always like... Um, it was there was just something new constantly, and it was always like a raise your hands to the ceiling and go, "Yes, I can't believe this is going to happen." But for some reason, these days now, it just feels like, "Yep, I expected that. Yep, I expected that." Um, and I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm trying to get out of that mindset. That I mean, that's probably not true, um, but it just feels that way in my own 
brain. No, I know what you mean. Do you feel, because I've I know, I got a friend of mine that used to love wrestling and he doesn't watch it anymore. Do you feel as well, do you feel more patronised when you watch it just because you feel like it is aimed at a sort of a, a too wider demographic. That's his thing. He's like, it's not, it's, 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 he has a very similar opinion to Batista. He's like, it's not adult enough for me. And I feel like it tries to tick too many boxes. And therefore I always feel like I'm not actually getting anything I want because they won't focus on a specific direction. It, it is a wide demographic to be fair. Um, back in the day, it used to be, it used to be for teenagers. I, I, I would humbly believe it was more geared towards teenagers. Now it just seems to gear towards every demographic. Um, so, like you said, when it was was it PG thirteen, but then it went down to PG. I think that's right. I get confused, but yeah, basically it was adult content. Then they said, no, we're, we're you know we're not going to do it. Get rid of blood. Get rid of yeah. swearing. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's been watered down uh, slightly from what it used to be. Um, I mean, I've seen fights back in the nineties where they handed horribly. Um, you you probably you know about some of them most likely, um, but these days now, I mean, you you have to give me a reason to go. You know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go and watch that. I'm I'm going to pay money to watch that. So you need to you need to sing that song to me. Okay, so tell me what, why when when the whole, all the CM Punk stuff was going on, did mm. you hear about it or did you just you were too far removed then that it just went you know over your head? Way too far removed. Right, okay, so I didn't even get that. Because I think that's something that... Because I know a lot... Like I said, my friend Brett did that. You know, he he, he stumbled into wrestling because of CM Punk. Yeah, and, yeah. and he was like, wow, this, this this feels real. I know it's not real. I'm a, you know, 30-something. Well, he's not 30 at all. Mid-20-year-old man. He'd been even younger then. That's not the point. But the Call point him a be- man? He's not really a man, is he? Yeah, he's not, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, know, I know you guys from years back, so no, no, no. no. I, I assume that, yeah. But yeah, that... that so that's like... I, but these days, I honestly think, yeah, it, it sounds to me like you just want a product that doesn't i'm not saying that wwe patronizes on purpose i am saying that that can be uh, uh, a result of the way that they approach programming because again as we've said it is a program for everybody and when you make a program for everybody you're never ever going to get one key demographic that's invested which is why wwe's biggest demographic right now is kind of the over 40s 50s the people that have grown up with it and will probably moan about it the most but also spend the most money because the world is a very strange place in 2018 so yeah i mean if you genuinely want to get back into watching i honestly think a different promotion is the way to do it and that way you get a different appreciation and a different uh, enjoyment out of wrestling that maybe suits you know maybe it suits you more and as you've mentioned these you know, the Attitude Era, I'm not saying the Attitude Era feels like New Japan now. It certainly doesn't. I mean, the Attitude Era was very story-based and over the top. But in terms of how they present their matches, it does feel like the Attitude Era in the sense that, not because you know, obviously the Attitude Era just had DQs and count-outs and stuff like that, but it, they felt serious. Like when you got to Austin and The Rock, it felt like okay, this is a real match, this is a real fight. You know, I, I feel like they both want to yeah. win, even though I know that's, that's not the case. I feel like 90% of most New Japan cards do that way. And again, I don't prefer New Japan to WWE. I like them equally the both, uh, the best. Uh, I like them at equal levels because I'm that guy. But yeah. that's, why I, that's why I completely understand why people do start leaning towards New Japan as they get older, because they just feel like they can buy into it more. Switching gears a little bit and just going, going back. So you started watching wrestling when like rough era so i guess or early 90s if it's so um yeah so 92 93 yeah and maybe. then and then we're going through so you go we've got 10 years right it's 10 years of wrestling essentially yeah i'm gonna go out on a limb and say i imagine the attitude era was your favorite time yes and i you're a stone cold guy i'm gonna go with as well if everybody was i'm gonna assume 
Yes. No. No. Okay. <laughs> so who was your guy during the action era? Um, no, back in the day, my guy was... Oh God, you're going to hate this. It's always Ultimate Warrior. But what about during the action era, though? What's the Ultimate Warrior left? Oh, sorry. Was... Actually, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like Stone Cold, though. Well, I'm not saying that he has to be your guy. I mean, I know someone that watched the actual era for D'Lo Brown. He thought D'Lo no, no, Brown no, was amazing. No, nobody can not like Stone Cold. No, so. ever, but that's why, again, I think the reason people like Stone Cold and certainly something that you are attracted to, you know, the Stone Cold or Steve Williams or everyone, call him, the real person, believed everything he was doing. Hence why backstage, you'd be like, well, I'm not doing that. Stone Cold wouldn't do that. And while I'm sure it made him a nightmare to work with, it also kept that character's integrity. And I would argue that's what we don't have today to a certain extent. For example, Roman Reigns, I don't have a problem with Roman Reigns. We've chatted about this on a lot on the podcast. But he doesn't have any integrity because, you know, if someone said to me, how does Stone Cold Steve Austin speak? Or what are Stone Cold Steve Austin's morals, for lack of a better term? I know. I don't know that with Roman Reigns because he's given verbiage by about 10 different people. He's doing different things each week. Obviously, we've got this problem with the hill-face dynamic. So it is all over the place. You go back to the Atchard era and everybody seemed to have a set role and everybody seemed to have you know, a moral compass to, 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 that doesn't work for the attitude era, but you know, you could kind of figure out person to person who they were. And now, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them do blur into one. I think given that the ultimate warrior has, okay. So, but, I mean, let, let's look at it this way. Eventually, obviously the ultimate warrior went across to WCW. Was yeah. he, was he that much of a draw for you that you started watching nitro instead of raw or were you very no. much a raw guy? No, no, you're right there. Um, I, I, I didn't travel, uh, from that point. Yeah, uh, to be honest. So, so, so he he didn't carry me across. Yeah. So once he'd left, why did you keep watching WWE? Like, what happened? And we go talk more about the Ultimate Warrior. I think there's more to say. But what was it that, yeah, that, that, that kind of made you go, okay, well, my guy's gone, but there's other reasons for me to stay around. I just uh, okay. Um, I just think that going back, because um, obviously we, we are going back. Um, for me, it was more, um, again, it was, it was more about the surprise, more about what was happening, <clears throat> beg your pardon. Um, and I just wanted to see more of, okay, you'll you'll have to sell this bit, bit to me because, I, again, I don't watch it, I just listen. So it's, it's very different. But I, I loved the personal... Um, the per- the personal like issues that people had with each other. So even if it was like Hulk Hogan against um, uh, I don't know the Undertaker or something like that, it, w- it was always a personal battle going on. I don't know if this carries across now to WWE. I mean, does it carry across? Can you... I-, I think it comes and goes in drabs. I know I I know exactly what you mean. I think it, it-, it felt more sincere back then. Yes. And I think with the Attitude Era too, again, while there's a lot you can poke holes in now, the one thing it did very well, and it was a Vince Russo thing, so hats off to him. I don't like a lot of what he did, but credit where credit is due. But he did ensure that everybody up and down the roster had a storyline. Some of those storylines were awful, but they always were left you guessing about what was going to happen. Um, the problem with that form, obviously, is it had a shelf life. As we know, you can only do that for so long before the twists and turns and the cliffhangers become too much. But then I would also argue that these days, WWE's gone too far in the other way, too. They don't do that enough. And I think that's the, you know, that's the kind of the back and forth that, 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 that we have here. 
Yeah. Uh, but going back, I, I, so I think I, th- I really think the problem for you in 2018 with with you know with Raw, for example. I mean, yeah. a, a Raw is too long. There's no two ways about that. It's an investment. But even outside of that, you're right. You don't have over the top characters like the Ultimate Warrior, which is why I'd also maybe implore you to kind of check out something like NXT. Because NXT okay. does feel very much like an old school WWE product. You've got people like the Velveteen Dream that are, again, a lot of fans like to criticize his wrestling, not personally something I do, but a lot of fans do like to do that. But no one questions his charisma and his, you know, his character, which again, which is what the Ultimate Warrior was all about. He, he captivated you by who he was, not by necessarily what he did. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, so I think NXT, NXT would be like that for you as well. Um, but yeah, I, I just honestly, I just think it's one of those things you can kind of break up wrestling into into sort of little sections. And if we're talking about, you know, wrestling when the Ultimate Warrior and the Hulk Hogan was around, that's kind of its own section. When it was kooky cartoon over the top characters, of course, and, not and then if we, you know, if we shift it across to, um, you know, so the Attitude Era again, I get that. That is why I think that the Ultimate Warrior was able to leave and you were able to stick there because we had a transition. And in that transition during the Attitude Era, it was about adult quote quote unquote storylines and cliffhangers and red herrings and all of that. But then after that, once the Attitude Era is done, and let's not forget as well, everything has to come down once it peaks. And WWE peaked massively, massively there. So it was always going to leave a lot of people. And a lot of people obviously left when Austin turned heel. They didn't want to see Austin turn heel. Austin felt like he'd done all he could as a baby face. Debatable, not what we're going to talk about today. And a lot of people did then go, well, you know, I'm going to take a break. And they never came back. A lot of us, myself included, then for whatever reason, fell back into it. But from then, especially if you're so far removed by the time Punk came along, there wasn't really a lot going on. I mean, that's just the truth of it. John Cena was the guy. And I don't know what kind of state WWE would have been in if it wasn't for John Cena. But I don't think John Cena was someone that was going to get necessarily someone like yourself back in because that wasn't really his mo. You know, he well, was. Ironically, uh, you say that, but John Cena. I mean, uh, he's become more outside of wrestling. He's he's done his bits and bobs where he does these surprises for kids and stuff like that. He, he seems like such a genuine guy. He's actually maybe one of the reasons why I would go back in. Just but, to see but how he gets on. But that's now, right? Not back in he, 2005 or whenever he first Oh, obviously, not back in 2005, yeah. but now. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I might get back into wrestling. But that's fascinating, man. I mean, that is, and that is why a lot of people forget about the power of John Cena, because you're right. I don't know. A lot of people say, oh, it's PR, whatever. I don't care. You, you hit the nail on the head. John Cena does come across like a really authentic guy. And as you've made really clear, authenticity is what you're looking for. You know, exactly. you, you don't want the... No, pageantry is the wrong word because everyone loves pageantry. But yeah, but you don't want that stale, you know, top of our two. We'll make sure we have a match, kind of, you know, kind exactly. of nonsense because it becomes it becomes very hit and miss. Okay, so let's say I mean John Cena is coming back at the Australian show, which is in a week and a half or whenever it is. Let's say that come November, John Cena is back full time. You hear about this through the Great Bound or through one of my dumb videos or through the podcast. Do you, do, you, do you tune into Raw? And if you do tune into Raw, what do you need to see from John Cena to ensure that you don't just go, ah, I don't want to watch this anymore? Wow. Um, okay. What I would like to see is a little bit of the old, but a little bit of the new, is, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see... Um, <clears throat> I'd like to just... I'd like to see the raw talent of these, um, these people... Because let's be honest, they, they they have raw talent when it comes to wrestling, and I want to just see a little bit of 
I want to see um, something grow between different. It's, it's very difficult. I don't, I don't know. You're gonna have to sell it to me, Ellie. You really. You're gonna have to sell it to me. Well, I, I say I, I think you'd enjoy WWE more if you. I, I think you need to come back to WWE. You know, by watching stuff like Ring of Honor or All In, for example, the All In pay per view. I think you need to watch that, even though it would make no sense in terms of story. But I think you need to come back to WWE after you've seen after you've seen something like that because. You, you know, you just said there, the in-ring product right now in terms of WWE is better than it ever has been. But clearly for you, there's nothing wrong with this. That's not enough. Like you need, you need the full thing. But yeah. I'm not saying that other promotions do have the full thing, but they certainly have matches that I think are laid out, promoted and presented as real fights. And I think it's within that that you can fight, you can re sort of spark that Kindle for pro wrestling. And then I believe if you go and watch WWE, I mean, don't watch all of Raw, it's too long. But I think if you then go back and watch WWE, this is, this is kind of how I see it as well. You can enjoy it more because you know, it's almost like in 2018, because of social media and how small the world has become, you don't just get your wrestling fix from WWE anymore. You get your WWE fix from WWE. You get your good matches from New Japan and you get everything else. You know, you kind of, you, you make your own wrestling universe. Terrible word to use given they love it, but that's what you do. You pick and you take different parts of different companies and then you push that together. You go, well, that's why I watch wrestling. And I get everything... You know, I get everything from 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 all these from all these different places, and that's what I think you're going to need to do. Because I mean, there's no two ways about it. WWE, especially at this time of year, as we're you know getting far, further away from WrestleMania, but also obviously closer to WrestleMania in 2019, WWE does fall into a bit of a slump. Hence, why the ratings this week were the worst of the modern era. That's just the case. People feel like, well, I know nothing's going to happen now, so I'll take a break till January. It's nice to have a break from things, of course it is, and then I'll come back. When I know I'll come back January to April because I know that's when WWE ramps everything up again. Um, so maybe that's something you could do too. I mean, January first, you could sit down. Very easy to keep up to date with the stories now, thanks to you know what culture <laughs> things like that. <laughs> yeah. And then you know you can enjoy the build to the Rumble. I think the Royal Rumble is a match that you know as long as you're invested in wrestling on some level, you can enjoy. And then you can enjoy all the fallout from that into WrestleMania too. And because you know WWE is going to pull out all their big guns and their big stops during that phase, I do think you'll find something that you like. I think you'll find something you'll enjoy. I also think you'll find a wrestler you connect with. And I think. That's the other point. It's the other, the other thing I wanted to underline as well. You, I, I know I kind of said otherwise that the WWE brand is bigger and it's true, but you do need those guys that you just inherently root for for reasons you don't know, you know, why you're doing it. And the Ultimate Warrior was clearly like, you know, clearly that for you. But again, he was flamboyant and vivacious and over the top. And I don't think really, other than someone like the Velveteen Dream, there's many people that are allowed to go that crazy. But I do think during a season when WWE are bringing their big guns and you're watching, that eventually you'll find a wrestler for whatever reason clicks with you, and then from there, yeah, you can you know, kind of start piecing everything back together. Because obviously there's still a love there somewhere, hence why you are, you know, you're still watching all the, you know, the, the yeah. periphery content. There definitely is. Um, I mean, may, may I ask a question? Just, just, you can ask uh, me whatever you so, like. This is your podcast, man. So. <laughs> um, it, Obviously, going back to those days, um, what would you bring from those days to modern WWE? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the unpredictability is a huge one. 
Uh, I think it's one of the reasons I enjoyed what they started doing with Dean Ambrose this week. And again, why I would have liked them to cut the cut Raw a little bit earlier than they did just to keep that hour alive. Because it really did remind me, such a strange example. You may remember this. I'm sure you were still watching. When... Uh, Oh, what's his stupid name? I forget, Ahmed Johnson. When Ahmed oh, Johnson yeah. joined the Nation of Domination. Now, I was, a, I was a stupid kid, but I always say this. You would not believe how amazed I was that Ahmed Johnson joined the Nation of Domination. It didn't even last that long, but I couldn't believe it. And I was so shocked when he joined on that Raw. I watched Superstars, I watched Jacked, whatever the programs were called, hoping they'd give me more information, which was dumb because those shows were recap shows. But I could not believe that Ahmed Johnson had joined the Nation. And it was simply because I bought in. That was it, right? It wasn't part of yeah. the formula. It wasn't part of something I expected. Again, I was a kid, so my brain is more you know, easier to convince. But I yeah, decided more malleable than yes, yeah, exactly. But I, I was, I was, I was still convinced that Ahmed Johnson would never do that because I believed in who Ahmed Johnson was, and I don't think we have that anymore. And in fact, cheap plug, it ties into a video I have done for What Culture that's going up this week, which is called "Why Continuity Is Ruining WWE," and it is my biggest bugbear about the product. And I love wrestling. I do. I always find a way to entertaining entertain me. It's just the way that I'm built. I don't take it too seriously, but I also make sure I take it seriously to a point. But it's true, and it's small things too. Like Carmella, all of a sudden on SmackDown is a face, never explained. Lana drops her accent, never explained. Uh, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman before all the Universal Championship stuff teamed up on an episode of Raw, even though a few months prior to that, Braun Strowman had literally tried to kill him. I can't you know, react how I did to Ahmed Johnson turning heel back in the late mid-90s, whenever it was, if I don't know what a wrestler's, who a wrestler is. I need to know what yeah, okay. what I need to know what their moral card. I said this again, but it's true. I need to know what they are. What their end goal is exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, until you until you do that, if they then turn, I'm like, well, I don't care that they turn because you never let me. You never let them establish who they were to begin with. Which takes yeah. me back to Dean. I think Dean Ambrose is that kind of character who I think I know, but is ambiguous enough that it keeps me it keeps me guessing. And I think that's what misses when Raw is good. You know, when Raw really fits, hits his out of park, it usually has a really cool angle where someone does something crazy. It has some sort of cliffhanger or where it keeps people guessing or wants to see. A big return of some kind, which ties into nostalgia. You know, or, yeah, there is there is a, a, a big turn or, or something like that, you know, because the thing that everyone's talked about recently, and it's still going on really now, is the Becky Lynch turn at SummerSlam. And... You know, people wanted to see it. They liked it. They felt her justifications were right. It allowed her to like them to like the character more. And again, this is something, you know, going back to your question, WWE actively tried to fight then, which is yeah. the Roman Reigns problem as well. You know, they don't, I'm not saying they don't listen to their fans, but they do, they, they, will, they will dig their heels in where they believe they're right. So for example, if they think Becky Lynch is going to be a better heel, they go, well, we're going to make her a heel. Even though the fans, are, well, some of the fans at least are telling them otherwise. And I think if there was a more, you know, react, especially in 2018, the world is so reactive, like social media, you know, videos on YouTube, the best ones are, are ones that tie into the current conversation. And I think sometimes WWE's having too much of their own conversation, whereas during the Attitude Era especially, they weren't. They were going with it. Everyone forgets Stone Cold Steve Austin was not meant to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was brought in by the ringmaster. But things changed and they jumped on that bandwagon. Look at The Rock. The Rock was Flex Cavano, whatever his stupid name is. But again, they managed to put themselves in situations where they could show their talent and they allowed that talent to, to flourish. Today, yeah. I would say someone like that is a Dean Ambrose, a Seth Rollins to a certain extent, but he's doing better. Cesaro is a huge one. I'm not saying that if we put these people in those positions, all of a sudden everyone would like wrestling. Not at all. Me personally, I think Cesaro's found his niche. Doesn't mean I'm right, doesn't mean I'm wrong. 
but I don't think there's enough risks. And I don't think someone like Cesaro would ever be given his due just because he's labelled and earmarked as somebody else, as whatever WWE thinks he's going to be before he's really got into the company, which is doubly ironic because obviously in 2018, there is more choice and more diversity in wrestling than ever. You don't have to be 6'2 and 240 pounds to get through the door. They'll take anybody as long as they're, you know, they, they, they think they're good or they've got some kind of reputation. And that wasn't the case when we're watching the Attitude Era. So it's almost like they've taken one step forward, but two steps back, that classic cliche. So that's what I think that it needs. And I also, I understand how important TV is now, but... For, especially for people like yourself that are probably never going to watch the TV shows week in, week out, making those pay-per-views feel special and making it feel like you are going to get the end to stories or you know big twists and swerves on those things, I think is really important because A, you're going to subscribe to the network and B, if you like those and you feel like you want to see what the story is going to do, maybe you do tune into Raw, maybe you do tune into SmackDown, you know, maybe it does something. So they're, yeah, they're kind of my, um, yeah, my, my two cents on it. But at, at the same time, I, I always find a way to like wrestling because I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm part of the problem. No, 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 no. Um, actually, listening to you talk about it so passionately is making me actually want to see more of it. But that's going to lead on to my last question, uh, a question. Um, what would you say to get me to go back into wrestling? I mean, literally, where would, where would I start from? Where would I go? And right, Start from here. Start watching this, 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 and this. And then you'll find your, you'll find your passion again. I, it depends. I, I would say you go one in two directions. You either just start afresh from Monday, for example, lack of a better idea. So you just watch the first Raw and, you know, you, you probably already know most of the stories and the characters. Like you said, you've been, you've been listening to podcasts like mine and watching What Culture stuff. Or... I, you know, I would, I would, I would, I mean, CM Punk would be a place to start. It's a shame he's not in the company anymore because if he still was, I think you could watch all that stuff in 2011 and develop such a relationship with him that you'd actually want to root for him. But the man that is still in the company is Daniel Bryan, so I think we go in that direction too. I would go and watch all the Daniel Bryan stuff from 2013, 2014. I'd watch his retirement speech. Um, again, when you do get round to watching SmackDown, you'll probably feel like a lot of us and go, well, WWE aren't really using him as we want him to be used. But the fact that he's so genuine and he's so easy to like, I think that's the spark. So even if you become a guy that just watched Daniel Bryan segments and it grows from there, I just think Daniel Bryan's got that thing that makes him so relatable to fans that he's an easy front door to get back into it. So that's what I would do. I go watch all his WrestleMania 30 stuff to build, you know, um, if you had the time, I would say, you know, read about how this clearly wasn't the plan and that WWE we just I think it's really that's the last time WWE acted like they were in the Attitude Era in the sense that Daniel Bryan was never meant to be the guy they actively fought against it but ultimately they couldn't because he was too popular he was too again relatable and he was just too fun to watch so I would say that then I'd say start watching Smackdown because it's far more digestible at two hours I try and fit NXT in there as well because I bet you find at least one guy in NXT that you go I like this guy and I think as soon as you've got that passion for that one dude or girl then there you'll be in and I, I think that's where it starts you just, again I started watching wrestling because of Bret Hart I'm going to get out of the limb and say you started watching because of the ultimate warrior it wasn't because of wrestling it was because of what those characters did within the ring or coming to the ring or promos whatever I just think you need to find that guy again I think on the main roster Daniel Bryan has a huge potential but I also think because they're almost and they're not a lot of them are seasoned pros however from the WWE point of view because a lot of the dudes on NXT are 
you know, being shaped, the diamonds in the rough, you can find someone to get behind. Then when they get to the main roster, you'd almost feel like a proud dad because you'd be like, oh, <laughs> I've, I've seen this person grow. And, you know, and then I think you can start looking at everything else they've got and deciding you know, just how much of your time you want to you dedicate to it. You, you've definitely sold it to me. You really have. Well, um, that's my job, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, no, 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 you've done really well there. Um, well, I appreciate no, it. Uh, no, it's, again, it's it's not something that I've been able to follow as much as I'd like, um, but to listen to your podcasts and to listen to your comments and stuff, you kind of bring it in anyway. I can, I can kind of follow what's going on. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that is the, I think that is the idea, and I think why vi- that's why videos like that in 2018 do so well, because... Again, no one has a lot of time anymore. They just don't. Life is really, really busy. And I think that's why those videos work. You can get a bite-sized chunk of what's happening. And loads of people do this. Like, it's like retroactive reviews. So many people buy something and then they want to review, they want to read the reviews afterwards because they want to get somebody else's opinion. I think that's the kind of the joy of reviews nowadays. I think that's kind of the same with something like ups and downs. If you hear something you like, then you can seek out and watch it. And then hopefully that kind of you know allows you to buy in a little bit more as well. So Definitely, definitely, I, without a doubt. I, I I would do that though. That would that would that would be my plan. Uh, the, let's let's just. I want to ask a few more questions before before we, we do wrap yeah, up yeah, as well. Course, Going back into your sort of time <laughs> when, when wrestling <laughs> wow. was flying, we'll, we'll stick with the Ultimate Warrior. Clearly, when what match, you know, what feud, what angle, what, what's your favorite memory when it comes to Ultimate Warrior? Because obviously, in two thousand, I keep saying two thousand eighteen. I don't know why I keep saying that. I, I am though. He's he's quite a controversial figure these days, given some of the comments he made he made here and there, uh, which I completely understand. Um, you know, see, I, I, see, I've not I've, just to clarify. I've not actually followed him since back those days. So it, it, oh no, yeah, oh no. Anyway. No, abso- I don't know. No, absolutely. But I mean, it, I think it's one of those things where you, you can't follow somebody. Unless, I don't like talking about this, but unless it's someone like Chris Benoit, you know, I don't think you're ever going to hear about all the exploits that a wrestler does because that's not how the world, especially when he, when he said them. Yeah. Um, that, was more, that was more just of my, my segue in the point that a lot of people sort of, you know, they have, they have uh, conflicted memories of the Ultimate Warrior because of everything that, 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 that he said. But throwing all that out the window, yeah, what's your favorite Ultimate Warrior angle? What's your favorite Ultimate Warrior memory when you look back to those hallowed days what is it that stands out to you the most where you're like yep that's the reason that's why and you can say whatever you want you can say wrestlemania 8 with papa shango you can you sid justice you can, whatever is <laughs> I, I good could, to you man i could never name i could never name them um but i do remember one fight um it always springs to mind it was um it was i think it was in the royal rumble is it royal rumble it might have been the Royal Rumble. Oh, don't, dude, I'm uh, used to this with dates, man. Don't worry about that. I can never remember when anything happened. I remember it happening, <laughs> but I can't remember where the hell it happened. No, no, no. I just remember one time where um, it was Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, um, I think, uh, Undertaker. Uh, oh, God, there were so many people involved. I mean, that's why I think it was a Royal Rumble. And basically, it was a time where, please, please correct me if I'm wrong, but Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan teamed up together. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah they, 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 they absolutely will have done. I don't remember any. I don't remember specifics. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you specifics either. Um, but I just remember this moment where everyone was fighting everyone. Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior were not actually fighting each other, but they were fighting everyone else. And then suddenly, Ultimate Warrior does his thing where he does that, raise the ground. Hulk Hogan, I pulled his 
t-shirt off and they <laughs> stood side by side to take on the rest of the ring. And it was like, it was just one of those things. It was, you know, where you, where you actually jump up from the sofa and you, oh, punch, yeah. Yeah, you punch the air and go, yes, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. So um, what, what, what did you, did you ever see WrestleMania six when it was Hulk Hogan versus ultimate war in the main event, obviously for the WWF and the intercontinental title? I probably will have, but I can't remember. It. You should go. I think, I think you should do this now. I think you should go back and watch that match. Uh, I bet it's, I bet it's even on, I tell you this, even if it's not on uh, uh, YouTube, it'll definitely be on Daily Motion. Somehow Daily Motion just gets away with anything. <laughs> it, there it is, right? It's literally on YouTube. I'm literally watching it right now. For some reason, this match is allowed to be on YouTube. That's how I would get back in. I would watch that match. Um, it will, it will give you all the feels. It will remind. Remi- looking now. Sorry. I'm literally looking. Yeah, yeah, I'm literally watching it now. Clicking it through. Is it a good wrestling match by modern standards? No, but it has everything you've just mentioned. I think you need to reconnect with that. You need to reconnect with that magic. Remind it how it can make you feel, and then uh, yeah, and and then yeah, go from there. Because I actually think the best thing about what you just said is why you can't. You think maybe it's the Royal Rumble. Maybe it wasn't. Blah 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 blah. The point is, you remember the feeling. And I'm going to get well yeah. cheesy here, but it's true. That is why wrestling is so great. And that is still why I watch it now. Because, yeah, admittedly, maybe say 90% of the time you don't get that feeling. But I think the reason it keeps you hooked is when they do do something right and you get that feeling. And again, there's been loads. But Daniel Bryan, we've mentioned, was absolutely one. The CM Punk stuff was one uh, in recent memory. I'm sure there'll be one, but I can't think of it now. It has happened like, in the last couple of years. I mean, even a small one, when they did the Raw 25th anniversary or whatever the hell the last anniversary was at the start of the year, when they, when they began it with Austin coming out to stun Vince McMahon, like the, the, yeah. pop, the pop that Austin got, I was a 14-year-old kid again, man. I was jumping around. and I, I, oh, Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's, I, that's wrestling for me. That's wrestling. Exactly. So I think you need to recapture the feeling. So I'd watch that match to remember it. Go watch that clip as well. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've actually got it on right now as we're talking. Oh, there we go. You see, you're living, the, <laughs> you're, li- you're living the dream. I can't remember what the hell the anniversary was. I, thought, I think it was the 25th. But um, yeah, go watch the... It is, yeah. Go watch the... Um, the Raw 25th anniversary, Stone Cold Steve Austin stuns Shane and Mr. McMahon. Make sure that you don't, don't watch a clip where there's no there's no entrance for Austin because it's that pop that will really get you. And there's loads of clips. I'm looking now that there's loads. And I there's one that's actually called Huge Pop. I mean, it's actually designed for that. So I, I think that will start reminding you that you don't have to watch every week, but it's worth staying in touch just for those small moments that for some reason make us all feel like we're part of this special little club that while we know millions of people get, it kind of feels like only a few of us get it. So I would, yes, I, I, I would go and do that. And I think when you have one of those moments again, and start with the retro stuff, remind your brain what got to you in the first place. I imagine before long, you'll find yourself falling back into pro wrestling. Yeah, but li- literally just watching this video that you actually told me to watch, I'm, I'm into it again. There you see, you see. I, <laughs> so, someone get in touch with WWE. Where's my paycheck? where's my paycheck um so i mean do you you have a favorite match of all time or anything like that is there anything that ever stands out i I think you're more of a feeling now now this one (laughs) (laughs) it's bringing me back into wrestling Uh, i'll take it i'm literally watching ultimate warrior win and arms in the air he's doing everything now all golden's lost and the best Uh, the best thing about that kind of era is the way they're shot as well it's got that kind of dusty smoky feel which a lot of people kind of use disparagingly against wrestling but if you grew up with it i think it's got a nice nostalgic feel to it so it it actually feels like um the bare fisting tournaments of the uk yeah it does yeah it does little dusty rooms with a ring in the middle and people going at it you know that that it has that kind of feel about it it does 
you see the arena and then you're like, okay, so yeah. Version a little bit. But. I, I would also try and seek out Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega from New Japan last year, I think it was, because you, you won't feel completely alienated because you've got Chris Jericho there, you know, a guy that you're used to. I think you would like Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is very good at stirring up these feelings in people because he's just a regular dude that's really good at what he does. So I, I think when you want to kind of step out of the WWE bubble, I'd maybe, I'd maybe start there. And again, thanks to the, <laughs> the glorious world of the internet, it's so easy to find that stuff, even though it shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's uh, so, so not right, but... Well, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the world we live in, man. It's the world, and there's, nothing, <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, Graham, is there anything else you wanted to touch upon before we start wrapping this thing up? No, I think um, you successfully get me back into... That's, uh, that's, that, that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> um, I don't think anything else has, has gone on in the rest. I, I always like to you know, talk about anything that's happened in the last couple of days. Should it be relevant? I don't think anything really has. The Liv no. Morgan, Brie Bella stuff is still the stuff that everybody is talking about. I've, I've kind of left that one uh, in the past now. There was an interesting update with Neville. Apparently, he's not ready to take indie bookings yet, in case you've been wondering where Neville is. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him going forward. But other than that, no, I think we'll have a quiet weekend this weekend. And obviously, things will kick off on Monday as we build to the WWE Super Showdown in Australia or whatever the hell it, it is called. Um, but Graham, awesome. that was a pleasure. I really enjoyed that. I like a spin on these podcasts, and I feel like you uh, you did exactly what you want pro wrestling to do. You brought something <laughs> new to the table, and you kept it interesting. Thank you very much. No, you're very thank welcome. You very much. And thank you very much for the support, man, and all the patrons as well. Patreon.com for the Simon 316. I literally mean this. I said this to people at EGX that very kindly uh, came and said hello, be it from the podcast or what culture or the Patreon or Rock Reacts, whatever. I wouldn't be able to do this stuff without that support, be it a watch, a like, uh, or all the contributions on Patreon. So so thank you so much. Uh, you don't have to, Graham, but I would like to give people the opportunity. Anything you want to promote, any social media or anything like that, or you can stay completely anonymous to the world. Um, no, my website is just Mulray. Um, yeah, YouTube Mulray. Um, I don't really do anything on there that much anymore. But so no, no promotion. Well, there you go. I'm all good. Okay, good. I'm glad. As long as you're happy, that's all that matters to me. Uh, you can come follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Simon316. YouTube channel forward slash the middle report rules. Don't forget, right now we are running a Fire Pro Wrestling PS4 competition. All you got to do is tweet me at Simon316 saying I want to win Fire Pro Wrestling. Go or go to the YouTube channel, like the video of the of either of these podcasts. You can do it on this one, or you can do it on the one on Wednesday. Leave a comment saying I want to win pro, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling, and I got five copies to give away, and I'll make sure they go out. They'll run it for about a week, so they'll go out in about a week. Week, uh, and, and a bit's time Graham thank you again so much for your time and your support I've really enjoyed this it was a pleasure thank you Miller thank you you're very welcome and yeah we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about everything going into the big Australia show any fallout from Raw and Smackdown thank you very much for listening make sure you give us five stars on iTunes join the Facebook group just search for Simon as Pro Wrestling Podcast and I'll chat to you again next week <laughs>